Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. Now, this morning, AIB publishes the latest purchasing managers index for Ireland's manufacturing sector. It's a really important barometer of what's going on in that sector, and the results this time around are not particularly good. AIB Chief Economist Oliver Mangan is on the line. Morning, Oliver. Good morning. First of all, can you just put in context how much of the economy does manufacturing account for? I know it's not as much as services, but how much is it? It's around 12-15% of the economy. As you said, the, the, the economy is dominated by the services sector. But manufacturing is still an important sector both here and elsewhere uh, and seen as a lead indicator of economic activity. I think the most striking finding here is that manufacturing output has declined for the second month in a row. So this, this survey covers July, so we've output down in June and July. So what's going on? That's correct, and, and that's on the back of a decline in orders, new orders coming in. Uh, and really what that reflects is weakening of demand in the face of rising price pressures. I mean, you referred to Heineken there at the start of your piece in terms of their announcing uh, you know, price increases are in the pipeline, reflecting their higher input costs. And that's very evident in the survey. I mean, inflationary pressures remain really, really pronounced. Uh, prices are rising in terms of the inputs manufacturers have. Those prices are rising at close to their fastest pace since the survey began, you know, 25 years ago. Uh, and very sharp increases in a lot of their inputs. Uh, the total increase in material costs, energy costs, labour costs. And then they're passing those increases on in ter- to customers in terms of higher output prices and uh, you know, we can see from CPI inflation, both here and abroad, that's running at close to 10%. So it, it all can be traced back to the very, very big jump in energy prices over the last uh, 12 months, oil and gas prices. That's feeding through in terms of higher cost production. We can think about food prices. Uh, and that's you know, winds up as customers facing higher uh, yeah. prices for the goods they purchase. And it and seems clear, Oliver, it, yeah, exactly. That's what I was about to say. It seems clear we've got to the point now where, yes, these rising input costs are being passed on, but some customers of these manufacturers just can't bear it anymore and, and they're just reducing their orders. They're scaling back in orders. I mean, the same amount of money just doesn't go as far. So, uh, you know, there are concerns about the global economy. I mean, the Irish economy has held up very, very well in the first half of the year. But we saw in the US, uh, you know, GDP contraction about the first and second quarters. Now, when you stripped out the stock effects, the moves inventories, it was still increasing. But certainly the, the, the global economy has lost a lot of momentum since the spring. We're seeing a marked slowdown in terms of consumer spending, investment activity, and rising concerns that we could see a, you know, a recession in the second half of the year in 2023. Uh, and it is down to this much higher inflation. And then what you add on top of that is central banks have been forced to respond to you know, much higher inflation and broad-based increases in prices with uh, more rapid increases in interest rates than had been expected. Yeah. So um, with the Bank of England coming this week, but over the last two weeks, we saw the Fed, for the second month in a row, increase rates by you know, three-quarters of a percent. We saw the ECB bring the first half-point increase you know, in over 10 years, and further rate increases are, are, are in the pipeline. And central banks acknowledge that the global economy is slowing, but they said the principal task now is to restore price stability, i.e. bring down inflation back down close to 2%. So you have the combination of higher prices and increasing interest rates uh, slowing down global economic activity. So this yeah. fall in output can be directly traced back to the same two months we've seen declines in new orders, both domestic and overseas, uh, and it's down to the weakening demand in the face of those rising prices. Who, who are the people exactly, Oliver, who are responding to this survey? Obviously, they're manufacturing companies, but, but does it include, for example, the big multinationals here? 
it's a broad range of manufacturing uh, companies across all the sectors. It would include both domestic and international companies. And they ask them a broad range of questions about their activities, what they're doing, how their order books look, uh, what's their capacity constraints like, uh, are they building up stocks of inputs, what their stocks of uh, outputs of goods, are they, are they building up stocks, uh, what they're doing in terms of prices, what challenges they're facing, and also their, their outlook for the next 12 months. Yeah. So from that, they combine the index. But the, the, two key, uh, the two key components of the survey are both their output levels and their new orders. Because where new orders go, you know, output and activity follows. Yeah, and I suppose what I'm trying to get out there is that the multinationals are included here, and we know the multinationals have been doing very strongly, even through COVID and, and also in the first half of this year. But if we're getting to the point now where, you know, they're participating in this survey, which isn't churning out exactly the best numbers, that's another worry yeah. for us, uh, I, I suppose, in I terms of the Irish economy. We did yesterday, the, obviously it was a bank holiday here yesterday, but we did have the UK and have the Eurozone. So the, the Irish index is 51.8, the UK is at 52.1, the Eurozone at 49.8. This is global. I mean, it's not just an Irish story. And the slowdown here is very much in line with what we've seen uh, in manufacturing yeah. elsewhere. Now, we'll say the services sector is holding up a bit, it's, it's holding up a bit stronger. And uh, the Eurozone economy, we dated last Friday, it unexpectedly expanded by uh, 0.5% in the second quarter. That was in the back of the strong services activity, particularly a pickup in tourism and travel. Uh, you know, it, those sectors are still rebounding from the lockdowns that suffered over the last couple of years. So manufacturing is probably weaker than elsewhere, but nonetheless, I mean, the, the signs are clear. There's lots of momentum in, the, in that sector. Uh, on the back of this weakening yeah. demand in the face of rising prices. It, it is the case, though, as you mentioned, that the headline figure for the Irish index comes in at 51.8. In, in Britain, it's over 52. Now, anything over 50 indicates growth. So maybe we shouldn't be too negative. I mean, yes, there was this issue with, with contracting output, but overall activity, according to this measure, is still growing. It's not contracting. It is, yeah, because things like, I mean, what's... I suppose what's rather odd at the present time in the talk of all this uh, you know, talk about inflation is how strong labour markets are. And again, in this survey, we see a further rise in employment. I mean, there's large levels of job vacancies across all the economies. You go to Ireland, the US, the Eurozone, the UK. So labour markets are strong. Eurozone came in again with a very, very low unemployment rate. Yes, it's just 6.6%. The unemployment rates are below 4% in the, in the UK and in the US. Uh, so, uh, and then, you know, we see continued build-up of stocks in these companies, inputs, etc. So, all the elements of the survey are not weak, but there's no doubt the overall level of activity is losing momentum. That can't be yeah. denied. And uh, I suppose, again, there was a very strong bounce back in the sector uh, over the course of last year and the early part of this year as economies reopened. So, a weakening of the survey was always anticipated, but it is heading down towards that 50 level. And um, I'd say... There are concerns that we could be close to a recession. I mean, I suppose what would really, uh, I suppose, cause concern will be disruption to gas supplies in Europe over the over the winter, because as Heineken referenced there in the report you had, that would cause them to look at their production schedules and what have you. Uh, so that's a risk for the European economy in particular uh, as we progress through the, the coming winter. I'm going to ask you to, to sum it all up for me in just a moment, but, but one more detail uh, before I do that. Are you seeing anything in terms of the rate of inflation in input costs easing? Not quite yet, but I mean, you go back further and there are some signs that inflationary pressures are beginning to soften. And I'm looking at commodity prices. So you go back two or three months ago and oil had risen to $120 a barrel. 
is now down to around 100. And more broadly speaking, other, com- other commodity prices are beginning to soften. Now, the exception there in particular is gas prices because of the concerns that there could be disruption to supplies over the winter. But uh, we may be getting pretty close to the peak in inflation. That, I mean, we, we may see another month or two of very, very high inflation rates. But there's some expectation that inflation may begin to fall back later on in the year. Certainly helped by that decline in oil prices. I mean, they, they went from 40 or $50 a barrel up to 120 125 to come back down towards $100 a barrel. Now, that's partly around concerns that global demand is beginning to weaken, which yeah. will impact, obviously, in the demand for energy prices, etc. So there are some early signs that we may begin to see inflationary pressures ease uh, over the autumn and into the winter. But a very close eye is being kept on European gas supplies. I mean, that's what the real concern is, if you like, in the next six months. Yeah, and I suppose it's this two-edged sword we've kind of already alluded to. Yes, great news, inflation is coming down. The reason for it is demand is going through the floor and the and the economy is struggling. So, sum it up for me then in, in Irish terms. Oliver, do you think we're about to go into a recession here? Maybe not in GDP terms. We know GDP is a bit problematic for us as an indicator, but in practical terms on the ground, are we about to go into a recession? No, I think the domestic economy here is still very strong. As a reference, we will get the service sector PMI later on in the week, but that sector has been holding up much better than anticipated. As I point you to those European figures for quarter two were much stronger than had been anticipated. Households have a lot of savings, uh, they are spending, and sectors you know, which were badly hit by the, uh, the, the COVID-19 lockdowns are still rebounding. So that service sector uh, is continuing to drive the economy. And of course, in Ireland's case, we still have very strong flows of foreign direct investment, uh, which are helping to boost output and exports. That, that remains the case. We have the reported mid-year from the IDA, but a yeah. very strong first half of the year. That will flow through in, in the second half of this year into 2023. So the Irish economy is, you know, continuing to perform very well. It will lose uh, some momentum. Well, I think we've had forecasts in the last number of weeks from the from the central bank, the SRI, uh, the IMF, and they're all pointing to continued strong growth by the domestic economy. So take out your multinational sector, by the domestic economy in the second half of this year and indeed in 2023. We leave it there, Oliver. Nice to end on somewhat of a positive note. That's Oliver Mangan, Chief Economist at AIB. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.